Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Select Bet and I'm joined as ever by Greg Browning. How are we tonight, Greg? Yeah, not good tonight. Not a good no, place tonight. I don't think you would be. <laughs> Late goal for Aberdeen. Yeah, it was a terrible match. Uh, I can only apologise to World Football because this match <laughs> was the uh, biggest match on the world stage. So there's probably a lot of people watching t- tonight and going, oh my God, not watching any Scottish football ever again. No, it's been a curse of uh, Sky Sports this season, I think. I don't think it's been a decent Hibs game. Hibs 0-0, nil nil. It was nearly 0-0 nil nil tonight. <laughs> uh, you had one 1-0 defeat at Ross County as well, which was pretty turgid going. Um, even Celtic Kilmarnock wasn't much fun at Rugby Park either. It was a bit of a dull game. So, uh, yeah, I think we can just blame Sky. It's curse of Sky. Curse of Sky. So, um, and I think as well, I think we also said that the Scottish Premiership is a difficult league to bet on. And as, as, as well as we know it, it's still tough. Um, I think we're really looking forward to the return of the Championship League 1 and League 2. Yep, counting down the days. Yes, um, I think it's um, <laughs> a month long. or so away. In the fact I'm lying, it's probably about six weeks away yet, five weeks away. Yeah. But looking uh, forward to that. <laughs> yeah, the Premiership's been a bit topsy-turvy so far, hasn't it? It has. I think in terms of the nap, the nap's performed relatively well. I think I've landed four at my five naps so far since the Scottish Games returned. Uh, but other than that, it's quite difficult. There's been a lot of games that just haven't materialised or... There's not a lot between the sides, hence a lot of low-scoring matches so far. Mm-hmm. I think when you look back at last weekend, St Mirren was 1-0 at Hamilton, um, Hibbs Motherwell was 0-0. There was only one goal between United and Ross County and St Kilmarnock. And obviously mm-hmm. Rangers um, dropped two points at Livingston. So wasn't many goals at all last week. Uh, I think at the moment, Dundee United can be really pleased with how they're getting on. Yep. Since they come back up to the top flight. And I guess Stephen Robinson will be happy that Motherwell performed a lot better at Easter Roads on Saturday tea time than they have done so far. And I think for Jack Ross at Hibbs, joint top um, after four games, 10 delighted. points. Absolutely delighted, yeah. And they travelled to St Johnston on Sunday. So um, <laughs> I wasn't going to touch that match, and I'm still not, but I think Hibbs at 13 to 10 after watching St Johnston tonight probably look decent and I think they'll get back to right into evens probably come Sunday Yeah I think we need to keep you away from betting on St Johnson games after last weekend Yes that's been done <laughs> uh, They were a goal down um, we had Kilmarnock double chance and over two goals in the game Kilmarnock went down to 10 men St Johnson scored two late goals um, Yeah so I went one all after 87 minutes so I know a couple of the guys on the channel managed to cash out, so it's one of those ones with a few minutes left to go. Um, cash out um, was the right option in, in that respect. Yeah, a few minutes to go. I suppose the advice is to take the cash, especially with Kelly down to ten men. But um, yeah, <laughs> we'll stay away from St Johnston this weekend again. Um, the nap one quite easily. That was both teams to score at Ross County and Indian United, and that was in well before half time. And we should also give Jim Delahunt a wee shout as well, who joined us on the podcast last week. He had two fantastic winners with uh, St Mirren and the United, both winning at decent prices as well. So all in all, it wasn't a bad weekend. Yeah, it was good enough. I think obviously with the nap winning as well, and um, that's four out of five now. 
Um, but it's interesting that this weekend there is no nap from the Scottish Premiership. And that mm, kind of tells its own story. News, yeah. Um, <laughs> not a very inviting weekend for punters this weekend at all. Surely not. I think looking at the Rangers Kilmarnock game, difficult to find any value. You're probably having to get Rangers minus two. Now, they have won both opening home games, seeing all Rangers. So they may very well do that. But again, not keep to take them in the minus two handicap. I think Hibs v St Johnston wasn't going to touch, still not touching, but um, Hibs probably favourites for that at the moment, 11-8. to eight. They'll probably go off about even money, I would say. Uh, but some of the other games as well, Celtic travel to Dundee United, which will be a tricky game for Celtic. A really tricky game. Yeah, it'll be an interesting one. Obviously, United have started well, but this is a real acid test for them. It's been a while since Celtic have been at Tanadice. Um, Celtic obviously did what they had to do in midweek, but they've got a much tougher task ahead of them this uh, midweek in the Champions League qualifying round, uh, playing Ferenc Faros from Hungary. So they might have one eye on that game as well. But um, yeah, they're not in a position where they can afford to have any slip up, Celtic. And I think in terms of the betting angle in that match, I think I've highlighted so far Dundee United corner so far this season. I think they've hit three, eight, seven, and seven. Mm-hmm. So one of the better teams in the league to bat for corner so far. And how a look tonight, they are even money to hit four. Okay. So it's not a bad shout. So yeah. it's something to look at uh, for tea time on Saturday night. Yeah. And that leaves us with kind of two games to look at: Motherwell versus Hamilton, and sitting at home to Ross County. Yeah. Where do you want to start? I mean, St Mirren, Ross County, two sides have had a great start this season, haven't they? They have. I think both managers here will be absolutely delighted. Two teams that you expect to be definitely bottom half come the end of the season and probably try to kind of stave off <laughs> relegation. Yeah. But looking at Ross County so far, they have collected seven points. They'll be disappointed last weekend to lose 2-1 at home to United. But I think after four matches, to have seven points on the board already and already be seven points ahead of Hamilton, um, yep. it's, it's pretty good going. And I think it's the same for St Mirren. Mm-hmm. They were due to play Celtic, obviously. That game was postponed, so it allowed them to kind of continue that run um, in terms of collecting six points from their opening three games. So both sides are in good shape in, into this match. Um, Ross County, obviously, like I've mentioned before, They've scored in every match so far this season, which is great. They've obviously got Billy Mackay and Ross Stewart um, up top. St Mirren at home, though, they don't give much away. They're pretty tight at home, St Mirren. I think defensively this season as well, they've obviously comfortably beaten at Ibrox 3-0. But the other two games, 1-0 and 1-0. Mm-hmm. So I think um, Jim Goodwin will be delighted with that. Two clean sheets. They probably should have won by more, actually, last weekend against Hamilton. Uh, but in terms of this match itself, in terms of the betting angle, looked at both teams to score at 4-5 and I also looked at over 2.5 goals. Now that's something that's landed in this fixture in 10 of the last 11 meetings. What puts me off though is just St Mirren's home record for goals. Yeah. Not many goals at St Mirren. It's 1-0s and 1-0s and 0-0s, so decided to stay away from goals. But I do believe there's enough quality in show on Saturday between the two strikers anyway um, I think St Mirren have got a beak up front who yeah. scored on Saturday past and I think Ross County have got enough about them to get in the score sheet so I wouldn't be surprised to see both teams score but I'm going to take the safer option here and make this part of a double so okay. we're taking over 1.5 match goals in this match OK, what price is that? 
think it's about 4-11 um, or something. Yeah, right? 4-11 it'll be, yeah. Um, but as you say, that's one half of a double in the Premiership. And the other game, uh, the other half of the double, is at the Lanarkshire Derby between Motherwell and Hamilton. Yeah, so I think Motherwell have come under a fair amount of criticism so far this season. Um, I think a lot of people expect them to do a lot better than they have done. Um, pretty disappointing that they lost, they lost at Ross County. They drew by Livingston. They got beat at home against Dundee United. But they went to Hibs last week and I think we said they'll probably go to Hibs and get a result or perform mm. a lot better. And they actually did. I think at the two sides on Saturday, they were probably the better side. Probably just shaded so, it, yeah. So I think Stephen Norman's going to be delighted to get a better performance. And in terms of the markets here, Motherwell were 8-15 to to win this. Couldn't be back in Motherwell 8-15 to um, at home at the moment. I do get they're playing Hamilton. Um, in terms of the betting angles here, looking at both sides, plenty of corners. Um, when you look at Motherwell's four games, there's been oh, 13, 15, 10 and 16 corners in their matches. Wow. And they've hit 8, 7, 4 and 10. So they've got 10 at Hibs last week. Uh, Hamilton haven't been trying a corner either. Their three games have seen 19, 10 and 11. And they obviously got eight at um, Celtic Park on the first day. Yeah. They got nine um, against Ross County. And they, there was 11 in their match last weekend against St Mirren. So I think there's a good chance of be Connors here. So nothing flashed in this match. I think there's enough in this game for it to be over 1.5 match goals. And if you add that to the bet builder of seven or over seven corners, double that up with the St Mirren match, then that pays 23 to 20. So it's a bet builder here. It's Motherwell v Hamilton over 1.5 match goals and over seven match corners. And double that up with St Mirren v Ross County over 1.5 goals and that pays 23 to 20. Yeah, you know you're scraping the barrel when you're going for a, a, short, a short price double in the Scottish Premiership. But um, yeah, it needs much this weekend. As you say, there's not a lot standout bets. Yeah, do you know anything. what? It was one of those cards where I was closest to calling it a day this weekend in terms of <laughs> saying, you know what? I'm not putting any money on the Scottish Premiership this weekend. It's a really, really tough card. Uh, but I think that double looks good enough, though. Okay, we'll recap that uh, when we get to the end of the podcast. But we're going to have a wee dip into Belarus as well. And football's back this weekend in Belarus after a fairly tumultuous time over there with the elections and whatnot. And there was no football being played. Um, worth mentioning that uh, Dino Brest uh, recorded a, a fine victory in midweek. Very fine, wasn't it? Yeah. 6-2? <laughs> Was it 6-2? 6-3. 6-3. 6-3. 6-3. Um, I must admit, I didn't give Dynamo Brest much of a chance against Astana. Astana are kind of seasoned pros now in the European scene. Um, their season is just about to start. I think Dynamo Brest haven't played much football really over the last month or so. The last six weeks, I think they've only played three games. Then you had to break due to the election. So I just kind of thought Astana might go there and nick a result but wow 6-3 what a result and I, I don't know if you're aware but there is a, a possibility that they could meet Celtic in the playoff round so you better get your phone charged because I think the Scottish media will be in touch as <laughs> you being Scotland's Belarusian football expert it'd be very interesting um, so anyway speaking of Dynamo Brest they play Belshina and that was a game that you kind of picked out earlier in the week but the value has gone on that already 
It has. So we kind of missed the boat a little bit on that. But to be fair, I wasn't expecting there to be games played this weekend. Yeah. It's trying to get information out of Belarus. It's, it's kind of difficult so far. Obviously, the English language pages do a great job mm-hmm. in keeping us updated. But in terms of watching the news over the last couple of weeks, it's been really sad to watch, actually. Um, President Lukashenko, what, been in charge there since 1994, um, very much is a dictatorship. Uh, his election win on the 9th of August obviously didn't go down well. There was obviously mass street protests across the country and some really horrible scenes, actually, with protesters being beaten up, imprisoned, yep. tortured, all that sort of stuff. So it's proper dictatorial, isn't it, across there at the moment? But yep. football returns. What's interesting, though, is Lukashenko was fined for fans to attend matches, for hmm. fans to attend games in the current climate in Belarus. And that's that's all, the fact that, that fans will be demonstrating at the games yeah, and yeah. chanting the anti-presidential thing. So, <laughs> yeah. um, but the, the show goes on. So, in terms of this match, Dynamo Brest tomorrow night at home to Belshina, 6 p.m. Belshina, as we know, a firm podcast and Twitter favourite of ours. Indeed. Uh, very rarely have they let us down. A bit annoyed I missed out on four to five for four plus corners. I think Belshina have hit nine, or, sorry, four or more corners now in nine of their ten away games. Uh, and I think you've also caught it many a time now that Belshina tend to perform better for corners on the road. Yeah. They, for being bottom of the league, they have the highest corner count on the road in that league. Well, the I good news that, is that they're not bottom of the league anymore. Oh, right, second bottom. Second yeah. bottom. That's what happens, you know, two weeks away from Belarus, <laughs> you get who's bottom now. So I think for them, Dynamo Brest obviously played on Tuesday night. Um, they played... So I think for me, Belshina, it's hard to oppose them hitting four. It's something they've done in nine of their ten games. Um, but it's now four to six. So I'm probably going to sit that one out. But mm-hmm. one bet we did get on in time that we shared with the members this morning on the channel was the test trip to Slavia on Sunday at 2pm. Another podcast favourite. Yeah, they have been actually the last four or five weeks we've been on Vitesk. So I think Vitesk and Belshina are probably two of my favourites. Now, Vitesse, Conroy-wise, have been fantastic over the last couple of months. Looking back across their last six matches, they've hit 8, 8, 8, 7, 7 and 7. Mm-hmm. So, they've hit seven or more corners now in their last six matches. And they're going to play a Slavia side. Slavia are a bit of a... What's the word I should use for this? <laughs> a bit of a mess side, really. Choose carefully. they very inconsistent they'll probably do enough to avoid relegation nowhere near good enough to pop themselves up the league um, I think to get five plus corners for Vitesk at four to five looks a good shout um, Skybet obviously suspended the markets in this this morning yeah. when it was released in the channel um, but I guess the call it just to make to everyone that Skybet's operating system would just automatically suspend any market where they've got unusually high activity. So other than us, I don't think there's many people (laughs) um, at the one time (laughs) backing the test corners. So when that happens, just bear with them. And I think they kind of fixed the thing in about half an hour or so or an hour. But they did bring the the price back at four to six. So it's four to five on the channel. And that's this weekend's nap. Um, And that will still be the nap, albeit slightly shorter at four to six. Okay, well, hopefully people can get on it at 46 if they've not already done so at 45. Just a couple of other call-outs in terms of this weekend's matches and match day 22. 
This lot's are in great form at the moment. They're scoring lots of goals. Now, they're at home to Shakhtar, who are obviously top of the league. Wouldn't be surprised to see this lot scoring this match. I think they're 8-13 to score. So there's definitely options in the league this weekend in terms of doubling stuff up. Uh, one team I certainly won't be backing is Energetic. They're at home to Smolovici. Now, as you remember, Energetic beat Bat Borisov about a month ago. Then they lost 8-1 against Root Brest. They then lost the next two games. I think they've drawn their last two. So there's no way you could be backing them at 4-9. And I guess match of the day is second v third. Neiman Grodno, who I think are now nine or ten games unbeaten, they host Bat Borisov. Now, Bat Borisov are even money. Um, but a really tricky game. and I, I, I won't be touching this match, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Grodno's great run come to an end. It's not often you'll get even money for Bat Borisov away from home. Yeah, it should be an interesting one. So that one's on Sunday. That's the last game of the weekend. Yeah. So that's a kind of quick summary um, of Belarus this week. Obviously, I think next weekend we'll hopefully get markets up a little bit earlier mm-hmm. and we'll have a proper look. But I think the test hit five or more um, still looks at like the standout bet as we aim for, what, 14 out of 15 naps in Belarus? Yeah, I think so. So we'll be good to keep that run going. Um, yep. I think 14 of anything out of 15 at any bet is, is great going. So hopefully the test can do the business for us. Yep. Fingers crossed. Um, we're going to have a wee quick look now at the two UEFA finals. Um, don't really have any tips as such, but both games look really, really difficult to call, don't they? They do. Seville um, are obviously slight underdogs against Inter Milan. I think you and I personally... Hope that Inter Milan win. <laughs> we will. Um, <laughs> well, so I that, think you you're going to owe me a night out if they do win. Yeah, so um, you kindly gave me a a, a free bet for Christmas time on Inter Milan to win the Europa League. At was it nine to one you got it at? Nine to one, yeah. So at, at the time, I was actually really pleased with that because I thought Inter Milan should have a decent chance of actually getting to the final, yeah. and here they are. Um, played a lot of games, haven't they, Inter Milan? They've played a lot of matches over the last two or three months. It's something ridiculous, something like 18 games over the space of, like, was it all three or four months anyway? Yeah. So they didn't have any problems, though, getting to the final. They did huff and puff against Getafe, um, which is, what, a 1-0 that finished, didn't it? Although they weren't great in that match. They then beat Bayer Leverkusen 2-1, and they've then gone and absolutely hammered Shakhtar uh, Donetsk as well. So I think they deserve to be in the final. Seville, though, um, have had a really tough run to the final, haven't they? And they've beaten some really good teams. Yeah, they've been Roma, Wolves, um, Man United. Yeah. Well, I say good teams. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I I guess maybe Roma's probably been the most difficult in there and then um, Man United. But the pedigree they've got in this tournament is just incredible. One thing I have noticed, so Inter Milan attacking-wise, obviously have Lukaku, Martinez, they pretty much scored two goals in every game, Inter Milan. Um, I think Shakhtar were really disappointing against them, weren't they, midweek? Yeah, very Really poor. disappointing. Yeah. Uh, I think we all expected at least both teams to score in that match. Um, they obviously ran out really comfortable winners. But what I have noticed in Europe, though, Inter Milan haven't been racking up many corners. So domestically they were. But in Europe, they've only been hitting three and four corners a game. Now, Seville are sort of somewhat Spanish corner kings, aren't they? Yeah. 
Yeah, you definitely yeah. highlighted the uh, Seville Corners to me a couple of months yeah, ago. Yeah, it's something we've touched on before, and I think, was it the Wolves game? They racked up something like 14 corners yeah. without reply. Um, it's one of those ones you just wish you'd, <laughs> you'd been on, you know, 10 plus, 11 plus and so on. But, um, yeah, they certainly seem to be racking up more corners than Inter do in this competition. So I had a look at Seville on the team corner account but slightly high. I think it's five to four for six or more. Um, would he be much happier at getting something around the even mark for five or more, mm-hmm. given they are playing in Milan? Don't get me wrong, I think they can still probably hit four or five corners at least, Seville. Uh, but for me, it's probably just a sit back and enjoy the spectacle. It's a really difficult game to call. Inter Milan are favourites at 11 to 10, which I think is probably fair. And I do think and do hope they do <laughs> lift the trophy. <laughs> um, but I guess for me, it's a sit back and just enjoy. Yeah, I mean, you've already got your, your bet down, I suppose. So um, I can't see you going uh, against Inter Milan in the final when you've got a, a bet on them at 91 to win. Mm. So um, fingers crossed that they do get it. For both our sakes, we'll get a decent night out off the back of that. Yeah, um, And then the game on Sunday, PSG v Bayern... As I was saying in the pre-podcast, the bookies have kind of priced them up both games very similarly. Um, Bayern, even money to win in the 90 minutes um, and 47 to win the trophy outright. PSG 11 to 8 to win the trophy outright. And again, it's one of those games that's really difficult to call. It could go either way. You've got all the attacking flair of PSG um, and equally uh, attacking and dynamic or Bayern Munich. It's just not the kind of holy grail now for PSG. If PSG don't win the Champions League this year, they'll, they'll never, never get a better. Yeah, they'll never get a better chance, will they? I think it's something they've obviously been gearing towards now for. Well, when did the money come into PSG? Three or four seasons ago, maybe. More anyway, but in terms of this season, like you say, if they want to win the tournament, this is the best chance they'll ever have. Uh, but again playing an absolutely outstanding Bayern Munich side who are probably justifiable favourites at even money. Again, it's not a bet for me. I'm probably just going to sit back on Sunday night after watching St. Johnson beat Hibs and uh, (laughs) (laughs) hopefully see an entertaining game. I don't think there's much value in the goal markets. I think it's very, very short. Although I think we should see goals, but you're probably going to have to go to four or more or over 3.5, sorry, to, to try and get anything close to evens. Yeah, over two and a half is four to eleven, I think. So, not Which much. Must be the ever been for a Champions League final. Yeah, I mean, one stat that I read was that PSG have scored um, in the opening thirty minutes in six of their last eight matches. I know you like an early goal bet. Yeah, the, the early goal markets are good to look at, and it's not often an angle that kind of people forget about. Uh, but it's the same with first half goals. First half goals are always better odds than second half goals. Mm-hmm. So if you can try and find a little angle there or look at any of the stats and trends to look at that, then first half goals or a goal in the first half there could be a good shout. Yeah, in each game you've also got uh, Lukaku and Lewandowski chasing some records. Uh, both have scored in all games in their respective competitions. I think with Lewandowski, he scored in nine consecutive Champions League matches. Uh, Lukaku, he scored in ten consecutive Europa League matches. So... They'll be on plenty of people's goal scorer uh, slips. Uh, just looking at the double, it's 2.3 to 1 uh, for both of them to score at any time in the finals. That might be a popular double for, 
people out there as well. Yeah, I think the old bet builder will be popular, so I might even just do a quick um, three or four players to be booked across the two games, maybe two players from each match, mm-hmm. and just do a bet builder. I think with the player booking bet builders, you often get, obviously, for four bookings, you're talking 50 to 1 anyway yeah, uh, to get yeah. four players booked, so um, might be an angle people look at. Okay, so both those games, intriguing as they are, just sit down, have a beer, enjoy them. Yeah, we're not much of a tipping service, are we? <laughs> not this week, no, <laughs> unfortunately. You know what, though? Sometimes you're best not stressing yourself about it. We mm. looked at both the matches and really couldn't find an angle um, that we liked. Um, and I think I'm just going to do the same as you, sit back and just enjoy both games. Sounds like a plan. Uh, okay. Can you just give us a wee recap then of your bets for the weekend? Yeah, so in Scotland in the Scottish Premiership, it's a double. So I'm taking over 1.5 match goals between St Mirren and Ross County. And I'm doubling that up with Motherwell versus Hamilton. And that's a bet builder. And I'm taking over 1.5 match goals and over seven corners. Double that up with St Mirren match and that pays 21 to 20 with bet 365. And moving across to our favourite league ever, Belarus, <laughs> we have the return of Belarus match day 22, and I'll be taking Vitesk five or more corners at Slavia on Sunday, and that pays four to five. Good stuff, and that's us going for a 14th winning nap out of 15 in Belarus, so fingers crossed for that. Now, don't forget, you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84Greg, and you can follow our own Twitter account at Gambler Tips if you're not already doing so. Um, although we've only got a couple of tips uh, on the podcast, I'm sure Greg will be providing more tips over the weekend if anything takes his fancy um, on his private channel. So Yeah, Bobby, already... I think as well, we obviously recorded Norway last night. Yeah. I've got four tips on Norway up. So some, some weekends in some of the leagues, there won't be that much happening. But I think at the moment, between Norway and tonight, there are six bets across the weekend so far. Yeah, I'd like to say so. I'll probably pop something up um, on as well over the weekend. Yeah, so if you're not already a member there, then you can join us. Just visit uh, gambler.co.uk where you'll find all the sign-up details. In the meantime, fingers crossed for a profitable weekend, Greg. Yes, thank you very much and uh, good luck with your bets. Yep, you too. Thanks for your tips and best of luck with your bets. Cheers.